the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome into another Saturday with Woods and Water, South Carolina. Studio is packed today, folks. I mean, I don't know how we could get any more people in this little studio than than right here. I mean, we are we are not doing that. What's that thing, Taylor? What thing? Oh, social distancing. Yeah, I don't I don't say those two words, but <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but there's four of us in the studio, and and we could say that and nobody would ever know the difference. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, no, we Taylor and I are here together. Uh, Neil is in Anderson. Neil Paul from Visit Anderson's Neil uh, was with us. Neil, welcome to the show. Yep, good to be here. And uh, all the way from Alabama is uh, Chris Brown, Angler's Channel. Chris, thanks for taking time to be on the show today. Absolutely, thank you guys. We uh, we always have a good time. When we get together and do these things. I think we did this back in October uh, as things for for 2020 were rolling out and. Guys, we didn't have a clue what what this year was gonna uh, what the first half of this year was gonna look like, did we? No, no. not at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look at Bass; they had one tournament, and, and then the Classic, and that was that was it. You know, it. those guys haven't mm-hmm. fished in how many months now? Since. Well, almost three months, I guess. Yeah. Now, right, two months. Yeah. So. Well, if you didn't fish the classic, you've been almost four months out now. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, been a minute. Yeah. MLF hasn't fished in. Well, I don't know. Three months at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I could. Boy, the 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 back channel. You know, you can already feel the drama ramping up. Uh, the drama. The drama. Uh, MLF has been at FLW, hasn't fished in a long time. So, guys, have, has anybody talked to one of these anglers who said they aren't ready to go back fishing yet? Oh, no. Every, everybody I've talked to has um, has indicated just they're just ready to get on the water. Whatever, whatever the new normal is going to look like, I mean, they're leaving, I think from an angler standpoint, those guys, you know, they're leaving the sponsor activation, the attendance. They're leaving... All those questions up to the organization, but those guys just want to get on the water and fish. And, you know, for us, you know, particularly, we were on the schedule. Um, we were going to be hosting the first bass tournament back after uh, the pandemic. Uh, we were slated to host the uh, the makeup date for the FLW Pro Circuit event was tomorrow. Yeah. Here at, here at Hartwell. Yep. And, and a lot of the eyes of... Um, the bass fishing world were kind of on us to see how we were going to handle the situation, how it was going to be put together, and how we were going to help everybody move forward. And and then, um, you know, Anderson County uh, folks met and 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 uh, decided that it would be a um, a good idea in the best interest of our community to uh, extend the um, 
the time of not hosting events or which included tournaments and things in county facilities through the end of June. And so after having some discussions with the folks at FLW and, and I, listen, I, I will tell you, I've been, I have been critical of the way that, that some of their business has been handled in the past, but they were, they, they were a joy to deal with on the phone and, and through emails over, um, over this situation. And fortunately for them, you know, they were able to find a, um, another fishery to reschedule their event. And so, you know, I, I'm happy for the anglers that fish over there that they're not going to lose an event, uh, this year that that was able to be, uh, replaced. But, uh, obviously disappointed that we're not going to get to host, uh, host that event this year, but, um, but excited for the guys that they're able to get back on the water, regardless of what level. Chris, what are you seeing from the guys you talk to? Oh, everybody I've talked to, they're ready to go. Um, same thing Neil's hearing, you know, they're, they're ready to get on the water. We've been fortunate enough with one of our clients from Alabama that, uh, we've been able to be around a few pros weekly. Oh, wow. And, um, <clears throat> Everybody we've talked to is they're they're ready to to get after it. From whether it's an elite series guy or a FLW pro circuit guy or a, a BPT guy, they're uh, they're ready to go, and um, you know they're they're tired of sitting around and um, ready to get back get back fishing, doing what they're supposed to be doing. So has, has the Chris? I'm gonna ask you this first, and then you can chime in. Um, this little break that we've had in the fishing you've seen a lot more i guess on social media uh website stuff articles you've seen a lot these organizations get these anglers out there a lot more than normal Uh, good bad indifferent um you know a a lot of it's been good um there's some out there you know there's a few guys on all three circuits that have no business being in front of a camera i'll just be really honest with you but uh the majority of it has uh has been pretty good um i know that for angler's channel and myself we have been doing some live production stuff for the alabama bass trail where they've been pitting a alabama angler pro angler uh from all three tours uh, up against one of the ABT anglers that fishes their team trail. And it's going over really well. We just finished our seventh one this past week. And, uh, now that these guys are getting back to work, it's, it's getting good. And I've heard that from a lot of guys going, you know, telling me, Hey, I've, I've got to start a YouTube channel where I've got to start this, start this on social media because that's where it's at. They've been relying on that stage time and, you know, maybe Bass Live or some of that to really kind of, you know, gather that exposure, and now during these past few months, they've had to learn how to use Zoom meeting and learn how to use, you know, the video camera on their phone or or whatever to kind of figure out how to do this stuff. And um, like I said, for the most part of it, most has been good. So. Taylor, you've enjoyed watching some of it. Yeah, I have. Have you learned anything? I mean, a lot, yeah. You can learn anything from watching any of those guys. Taylor, who do you watch the most? Oh, my gosh. Whoever's on. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's just kind of like whoever pops up. I'm like, okay, well, I got, I got a few minutes. Let's just watch it. So I know you've, I know you've kind of got a, a Greg De Palma thing going on here. Yeah, I mean, Greg's my buddy. He's your buddy. We're hat buddies. Your hat buddies. The they, hat yeah, they have the same yeah. hat. That makes them hat buddies. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. But being Shimano people, you know, they, they're tight like I that. I have to say, yeah. you know, out of the South Carolina guys that we support, definitely Seth Spider and Greg De Palma are my two favorites. 
Outside of South Carolina. Outside of South Carolina. Okay. Okay. That's good. Well, you got that new boat, so I imagine you probably <laughs> learn all kinds of stuff now, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I have a lot to learn, and so I'm excited to be able to get out there whenever I want to. I will tell you this. She has gone in two trips out on the lake. She has gone from not driving the boat at all to off the trailer, driving the boat, running the trailer motor, putting it back on the trailer. Hey. I told her she was going to learn from the ground up, and she's she's – She's doing it. She's the fishing will come. You know that, as we all know, that's time on the water stuff. You know, absolutely, um, absolutely. And I as Neil it. Neil's favorite saying, go ahead, Neil. You've texted it to me like three or four times this week already. Oh, it just it, you, it, you, rip the bandaid off. Go get in the water. The boat. You're not catching fish with the boat sitting in the yard. <laughs> there it is. I knew it was there, and I knew it wouldn't take much to pull it out. Well, you know, I haven't hit, I haven't run up on any docks yet. I haven't hit anybody else's boat, so I, I'd say I'm doing, doing You've pretty good. You've only done it twice. It will come. Well, but, you will hit somebody's boat, and you will bang a dock. But, but yeah. seeing this is my you first will. time, I'm not starting off with a bad note. Yeah. yeah you know what? Note. What's that? Like, like. Like Neil said, rip the band-aid off, go ahead and get it done, scratch it up a little bit, and you'll feel a whole lot better about it. So, yeah, right. it, it. It came with a few scratches, so <laughs> we're perfectly fine with that. Um, but, um, yeah, it's a, it, it's going to be fun. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think overall from what I've seen, these guys have done a real good job, at least towards the back end of this thing. Most of them weren't up on it at the front because they didn't know how long it was going to last. But towards the back, I think they've done a really good job of of doing the social media type deal and well and being out there. Quickly, well, here's you know, what got about ten seen, seconds. Ten seconds. Here's what you've seen: the guys that do it well yeah. have continued about their business, and the guys that don't do it well have seen a need that hey, I need to step up. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And then some of you still haven't heard from. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we'll get to some of those uh, probably later on. So y'all hang on. We are with uh, Neil Paul from Visit Anderson, Chris Brown, Angler's Channel. And you're listening to Woods and Water South Carolina. More on the other side of the break. Hang on. Welcome back to Woods and Water South Carolina. We are talking bass fishing this Saturday, and uh, you know, bass as in B A S S M L F F L W. Got Neil Paul from Visit Anderson, Chris Brown from Angler's Channel. Kind of just knock the knock the rust off a little bit in the last segment, get everybody kind of loose and ready to talk about it. But uh, big announcement this week, guys! Big announcement from Bass. <laughs> and uh, how, did it, did any of you, either one of you, watch the the Bass Live with uh, Gerald and that country guy or whatever I can't remember his name now? <laughs> Riley Green. I watched every yeah. minute of it. Uh, and and how'd that go? I thought it went really well. I thought that um, obviously you had um, uh, I, I, the two things I came away with. Obviously, one was the the uh, the affirmation that Gerald Swindles never never met a camera that he didn't like. <laughs> Um, he did, you know, he's a guy that you can put in front of a camera with a little to no preparation at all. And he, he, uh, can make it, make it a seamless transition. And, and Riley Green, while I do enjoy his music, uh, didn't know a whole lot about him, but, uh, know more about him after the uh, segment this week. So, uh, I thought it went really well. They caught fish. They had a good time. 
Um, and I thought, you know, the way that Bass handled the uh, the classic announcement was was good. I thought that um, obviously, in you know, having been a part of two of these announcements before, you know, obviously as a as a host community, you you love the 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 dog and pony show in your town, but I think. Uh, in light of the current state of things and the circumstances allowed it, them to do something different and creative, and, and I thought they did a really good job with it. Chris, you watch it at all? Uh, I caught a little bit of it, um, and, you know, I agree with with, uh, with Neil. I mean, Swindle, I've been around him. I've filmed with him, and you're right. He's never met a camera he didn't like, that's for sure. And uh, I've seen Riley in concert, and he's he's great. And, um, you know, I agree. I thought the classic, you know, announcement was good. I am very excited. I mean, if I can't go to Lake Hartwell, then, <laughs> oh, then I'm gosh. excited to go to Texas. Just got yeah, really I'm deep sorry. in here, Taylor. <laughs> no, sit, sit tight. Sit, sit, sit tight. tight. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm excited about Texas. I think that's a, uh, I think that's going to be a really, really good event. And um, I think the crowds are going to be good. And, you know, I, I keep thinking back to, to this year and just a few months ago. And, you know, guys, it had the Classic been a week later. Oh, we wouldn't have had it. Later, it. It wouldn't have happened. Right. So, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, that was the, that's really the last big thing on our minds that, that happened in the industry. And so we're just geared up ready for the next one. And uh, I know our fans and readers and listeners and viewers – are excited to see it. We had a podcast this week, and one of my guys called. It. He said, "I bet we go to Texas." He said, "I bet, I bet we go there and, and do something there." And I think he was thinking Houston, uh, going back there. But I'm excited about going to Fort Worth. I'm excited about Ray Roberts, and uh, I think it's going to be a good event. So. Yeah. Well, and, and think about it from this standpoint, guys. The last, as you mentioned, Chris, the last major fishing event for the industry and for 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 folks like us was was the classic and and i've mm-hmm. told people this that you know for for me and promoting our community but particularly our lake and our facility um there's three shows that i had identified several years ago that i felt like were can't miss shows for us in terms of of communication being in front of the right people and and being in the right places and it was the classic the uh, uh icast and the force would cut well with the cancellation of the of the Forest Wood Cup, the FLW Cup no longer takes place, and ICAST being canceled this year, the in person part of it, the one mm-hmm. the one place that we were able to go and get in front of the industry to keep our relevance was the Classic, and the next time we're able to do it will be again at the Classic yeah, next March. That's right, and I tell you, sure. it was it was brutal around here with the ICAST mm-hmm. announcement. Oh boy! Taylor, we're having a tough time. If we if we hadn't had the classic, and then ICAST had been canceled, it would have been an epic meltdown up here. That was that was rough. I was pretty disappointed. I mean, ICAST is fun. I mean, I've had some. I mean, do you remember what was fun, Chris? Taylor, how old are you? <laughs> wow! I'm just asking. He's just asking. Sixteen. Sixteen. But my last Darling. ICAST experience was amazing. Nope. Okay, well, I say when you're 26, I want to know how you enjoyed it. When you're 36, I want to know how you enjoy it. I've done 18, 19 of those things, and yes, it's it's great to see people. It's great to meet new people, but I'm telling you, these old feet and these old knees just don't hold up like they used to. I'm just gonna be honest with you. The, one of the, one of the most vivid images from ICAST 
19 was like the last day. It was Friday, I don't know, 1130-ish or something. And I turn around, and, and Chris, you're walking down the main aisle. And I, I say, hey, Chris. And I said, what are you up to? He goes, and trying to sell some advertising. <laughs> and it just, man, you said your feet hurt, my back hurts, I'm tired, I want to go home. <laughs> but Yeah, I but, mean, come Friday afternoon, you're done. Yeah. You know, you're toast. Yeah, so, you are toast. But, um, yeah. Um, Taylor, you were going to say something? Yeah, I mean, just going back to Ray Roberts and the announcement, I think it's going to be fun because a lot of these anglers haven't fished this lake before. I mean, in Bassmaster Magazine's um, 100 Best best 100 best Lakes, they were number 15 yep. for the Central Region. Oh, wow. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what this is going to be like. Consistently been in the top 10 when it's been in there. And I tell you, I tell you somebody, and here's a trivia question for you. Who at Bass right now has fished a major tournament on Ray Roberts? Ooh. At Bass right now? At, who is a Bassmaster Elite right now who has fished a major tournament on Ray Roberts. Are you asking uh, to come out an Elite? Yes. I'm going to... Menendez I, or Clun? Yeah, those, were, those would have been my two. Brandon Cobb. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, because he fished Texas. 2016 Bass. Texas Toyota Bass Classic. The old Lake format. Ray Roberts. That's right. The MLF format. Weigh your fish on the, the old, water. Yeah. Well, the old format, whatever you yeah. said. Yeah. 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 Brandon Cobb has some experience on Ray Roberts. <laughs> okay. All now, right. it not. Well, I'm trying to think. That was. I think that was probably a June or July event. It might have been earlier in the in year. It, yeah, it would have been in March back then. Yeah, it's gonna be a little different come come March of next yeah, year, but it will. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. But he's been out there. I, he that that year he and Anthony Gagliardi both got invites because at that time it was what top fifteen bass, top fifteen FLW pros. Top fifteen pros. from each side. Yeah, yeah. and uh, had a good time out there. Boy, the food was good too. <laughs> Boy, they had a food. food. Was always good those <laughs> events. Would, oh man, I'd I'd be interested in seeing another one of those events. You know, top fifteen from each each of the three. Those would be to see. fun. Those would be yeah. fun. Could you get that group all together again and everybody get along? I think you could. No. But you don't <laughs> think so? Anglers, yes. Organizations, no. Yeah, the organization. You'd have to have a third party hosting it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You'd have to have a third party. Sure. But it, no. but that event that will be to Taylor's point. That'll be. That'll be a very good event. That'll be a fun event. When's the last time, I mean, and Chris, you're probably better slated to answer this than I am. When's the last time the Classic went to a host city for the first time? No. You're right. Gosh. It's been ping-ponging back and forth between. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I and I wasn't trying to put you on the spot to get an answer, but, I mean, that's a, just a thought when, and that just occurred to me since we've uh since that question was, or since Taylor brought that up, but I think, you know, I think Ray Roberts is a hit, is a has a lot of history, and it's a fishery that the guys are going to um, obviously have to do their homework. I think about, you know, at this point, the first two guys that have qualified for that classic are one uh, Brian New yep. by winning the uh, Open down in Florida, the, for, the first yep. Open, and mm -hmm. then of course Hank Cherry will get an opportunity to defend mm -hmm. his um, classic title his classic title down there, but I think it'll be a great trip. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, and I think obviously the, the folks, I had a chance to spend some time with the folks from Fort Worth, uh, in Birmingham back in March. And so kind of had an idea that 
that they were on deck, but um, very nice folks, and they've they've got um, they've they've got a uh, a great opportunity ahead of them. It's a great event and a great a great impact for that community. You know, we had huge huge crowds in Knoxville, huge crowds in Birmingham, with Dallas being right there. Can we expect another record crowd? I, I don't see why not. I mean, they're going to pull them from all over Texas, from Oklahoma, Arkansas. I would imagine probably some from Louisiana are going to come up for that. And uh, I don't see why we wouldn't. I mean, that's an incredible outdoors, you know, sports area. So it's liable to be just off the off the chain, as Taylor would probably say. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, I have, right. to, I, I have to agree with you, though, because what I'm looking at here, they're expecting 70000 So we'll see what happens. That's what they oh, say. It, it, it'll, they be, say. It'll, it'll be more than that. Yeah. It'll be a tremendous event. And, 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 I'm, and I'll be honest with you, having it in a city like Fort Worth, I think um, while it's a large city, it's a recognizable city, it's not a Houston or a Dallas where folks are gonna, where the event can sometimes get lost. Oh downtown. yeah, which is what happened with the TTBC in 2016. You know, they had it at the the soccer stadium. I guess it was, I can't forget the name of the stadium. It was a soccer stadium there in Denton, and uh, there were five. Toyota Stadium. I believe. That's right, Toyota Stadium. I was going to say that, and I went away wrong, but you're right. And the, but at the same time, they had five country music events going on at the same time. And it, it, the it problem was, with that old event was it was always a country music concert. It was with a fishing tournament attached to it. That's right. So. It was, and I and it was poor. I mean, I, the, when Matt Heron won it uh, that last day, there were maybe 500 spectators there to see him win it. I mean, it was yeah. it was pretty bad, pretty bad. <laughs> so, I guess we'll. Uh, that's right. We, we will get to see everybody in in March in Fort Worth, which would be fun. Be a ways to wait, but uh, maybe there's some tournaments in the way that we'll get to see. Uh, a, a few. A few. A few. Not many, yeah. but a few. We're going to yeah. pack in a, a few tournaments between now and the end of uh, end of 2020, folks. And we're going to get to a lot of that in the next segment. We're going to talk about uh, how Bass has come through with their new form schedule. Uh, MLF has got one more event. Then they're going to go to the super tournaments at FLW. And... Um, more. Lots of information. <laughs> Lots of information. Lots of good information. Good information. All right, so uh, let's uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll continue the good time that we're having in the packed studio here, Woods and Water, South Carolina. Y'all hang on. <laughs> we'll be right back. Back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Taylor just took a <laughs> big old swig of Coke. Got a little choked up there, didn't you? Why is it so fizzy? Because <laughs> it's in a can. <laughs> and those have more fizz in them than the bottle. 
gracious. Welcome back to the show. We're here with Neil Paul from Visit Anderson, Chris Brown from Angler's Channel in Alabama, Taylor and I, and we're glad you're listening to us. Um, you know, we talked last, spent pretty much the whole last segment on the classic, Fort Worth, March of 21. Ought to be a good show. But, guys, we got a good show on the bass side with the rest of the schedule this year. We really do. I mean, you look at Lake Eufaula coming up in the middle of June, and I know tournaments that were there last year were were, were big. And um, I think it's going to be, I don't know it'll be a 100-pound dirty, but it's going to be really close. You think so? I think I think it's going to be high high 80s, okay. potentially. Um, you know, maybe low 90s. I mean, somebody will bust a big bag. They always do. But if it's fishing like, and I've heard that it is, if it's fishing like it did this time last year, it could be, it could be a really, really big event. And then, um, that's the one I'm looking forward to because obviously it's in my home state. But yeah. We talked to, uh, Elite Series Pro John Cruz this week and he was just smitten over the three New York events in, in July. And I mean, you go back to back to back from Cayuga to St. Lawrence to Champlain. I mean, we're going to be overwhelmed with smallmouth, I yes. believe, by the time we get through July. Big so. brown well, fish. Well, and, and don't forget uh, the open at Oneida that's in there. So guys that are making oh, yeah. a northern swing will actually have four weeks in a row that they're going to get to fish up there. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And I don't know and, any – I have never talked to anyone who complains about going up there to fish brown fish, except for Casey Ashley. <laughs> At one well, point, he had a really hate relationship with him, and I think he found some middle ground. But other than that, everybody I know just loves brown fish. They're hard to beat. I'll be really honest with you. They are hard to beat. And then we go to Macomb County, Michigan, Lake St. Clair. And, Neil, we come back, Santee Cooper. Yeah, I'm really excited about that, not just uh, for the time of year, but just from the standpoint of, the elites haven't been on Santee Cooper in quite some time. And just, you know, it's a tremendous fishery in our state. It's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lake that I grew up fishing, um, uh, through my, uh, adolescent years and even some in college. And so I'm excited about seeing the big guys back down there on the, uh, on the lake again. They had, uh, Bass did an interview with Patrick, uh, about, and they, of course, talked about Santee being his home waters, and and um, he said, uh, you know, he said, I just love fall fishing. He, well, and there are guys on the elites. I think I mean, the first one that comes to mind is a guy like Rick Klein, who, you know, he's fished, you know, when you think about it, uh, the, the format, the format at Bass, they used to fish into the fall, and, and, and Klein is, is – in large part known as a guy that catches fish in the fall. And so he's a guy that, you know, now the schedule shifts to um, to the fall time of the year. And if, you know, for guys that are close in points in making that classic at Fort Worth next year, guys that are able to catch them in the fall versus guys that may struggle in the fall, they may, that may be the separator in guys that may, are able to earn enough points to make that classic next year. Are your guys are going to struggle? The guys who traditionally finish up the season and go hunting? Yes. <laughs> no, I think there's. I, no, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think guys that that are ready to pack the rods away Labor Day and go get in the deer stand rather than than spend that time on the water are guys that are going to be kind of behind a little bit. But just to be honest about it. 
Chris? Yeah, I, I I totally agree. That's the ones that the ones I've talked to that are kind of turn their nose up are are those guys that traditionally they're going to spend time hunting. They're ready to to take that break and get away from it for a little while. But I mean, for us fans, I mean, you know, it, it used to be fishing season, then football season, and then you know you're waiting on fishing to start again. Right, <laughs> that's right. This lull, and now we've got fishing and football we've just had our lull we've had two months of quarantine and hanging around the house doing nothing right so you know that's out of the way let's go fishing and i'm going to be really honest i applaud bass in taking the remaining tournaments their schedule working with the cbs and working with the uh you know the the venues and saying hey we want to hold all of our events and, you know, find a way to make it work, reschedule lakes, reschedule dates, obviously. But, I mean, to, to fish through, what, mid-November? Mid-November. Uh, November. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, early early so, November. Early November. To do that, uh, let's see, they've got an open on Louisville on November 19th to the 21st. So to be able to fish all the way up to Thanksgiving, for folks like me who are big fans, dude, that's just awesome. And I'm excited about it. And if you're a fisherman and you don't like it, if you're an elite series pro and you don't like it, maybe you're in the wrong trail. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. And, you know, there is some, uh, speaking of the Opens, uh, live and bass track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know, which is something that bass has never done. It's, a, it's something they came out and announced that um, they're going to run bass track. And on the final day, they're going to have live, which is going to put some of the guys fishing the Opens in a spotlight they've never been on, you know, a stage they've never been in. It is, but here's the thing: if you and and the guys that are fishing there, I mean, the majority of those guys are fishing with one goal in mind, and that's to make the Bassmaster Elite Series, which is mm-hmm. the 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 best of the best. And and if you're gonna fish at that level, then you've got it's not just you're not just the guy that can go catch fish. You've got to have the whole package. Yep. And part of that package with the growth and development of the sport, and with the expansion of not just social media, but you know the the video content and the and the live streams and things like that. You've got to be willing to to partake in that game as well. And so again, it's another separator. And far, the way I see it. And there are forty six guys who have signed up to, to fish all eight opens this year. Yep. Christy, Cody Huff, Brad mm-hmm. Knight, Brian Latimer, Scott Martin, New, um, Brandon Pollock, and Gerald Swindle, just to name a couple. Yeah. And then some and then some of the elites will get some practice in Texas in November. The last, the Texas uh, Texas Fest is November 5th through 8th on Lake Fork, so they will get a little a little taste of Texas fishing pretty close to March. Which will help them. Yeah, well the and the thing is the way bass is typically handled it is the uh the classic fishery normally goes off limits like 90 days prior to the event or yep. something to that effect. So mm-hmm. I mean so guys will definitely be able to take advantage of actually getting time on Ray Roberts the before the end of the year. So it's that that part's not going to be I don't I don't see that being you know that hurting some versus helping some. I think guys are going to have plenty of time to get down there and get on the and get on the fishery. The thing that I'm most that I'm most looking forward to, and I and I really and Chris mentioned it earlier. I just applaud the organizations that were able to get the tournaments rescheduled and and not have 
the approach that like well the year's shot let's just throw in the towel yeah and uh and and take out some events i think an effort was made you know flw lost two events and they replaced two events you know so their guys are going to fish their pro circuit guys are going to fish the same number of tournaments that they started out with um you know, I think Cherokee Lake and and then our lake, our our event were the two that they lost, and I yeah. think they picked up Chickamauga and 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 a and a, and a northern fishery. So, yeah. you know, kudos to them, but also kudos to Bass. Not only did they have to maneuver, you know, getting their schedule in the rest of the year, but you've you know that change affected them all the way all the way through their different levels. For example, you know, the high school schedule changed. Their, the high school championship is going to be a fall event. We had a mar- we had a we had a late March college event here that's going to be now a late August, August. event yeah. here, mm-hmm. um, which will be brutal. Um, <laughs> yes. But but you know it is what it is. But the commitment was there. The commitment was there to get to get everybody exactly what they need to be able to uh, to fish. And so you know the opens um, schedule was adjusted. The elite, you know, to Bass's credit, they were able to add a fishery and move the Sabine River to, to next spring. So, um, again, I think it's a great move by all the organizations involved. Yeah, for sure. And uh, with that, we're close to another end. Any any last-minute, like, 30-second thoughts on the on the Elite Series? I, I'm excited to see them get started. I'm, I'm ready for the Pro Tours to get back running. I, all three of them. I'm ready to see all three of them get back rolling. Yeah. And Bass is up in June, and so is MLF. And we're going to talk a little bit about MLF, uh, FLW, and some of the big changes they've made to their schedule uh, during this next segment. It ought to be fun, and hopefully we can stay some positive. Uh, (laughs) 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 Uh, Hopefully we won't generate any death threats from from, uh, talking about it. Um, But, yeah, Heavy Hitters, which was originally supposed to be one event, is now a different kind of event. So, be a little different. I'm sure the guys will adjust, and uh, those that adjust well, well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love that laugh. All right, let's uh, let's take another break. We come back. We'll finish up another show. Week with Woods and Water, South Carolina. Hang on. Welcome a lot back. Better. This is a lot better. She likes this a lot better. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. You know, you know who that is, right? Darius Rucker. Of course, I know who it is. No, he's not. That's Hootie and the Blowfish, Darius or Hootie Rucker. less the Blowfish. It's Darius Rucker. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Welcome right. back. <laughs> Welcome back to the uh, final segment, guys. I, I had, you, I still had you on mute here. We were arguing whether that was Hootie minus the Blowfish or Darius Rucker. Chris, who was that? Darius Rucker. Uh, I'm gonna go Darius Rucker on that. One. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> Neil, go ahead. Who are you? Who is that? 
If it was a real soundboard, it would have been Old Crow Medicine Show, the original version. Exactly. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Neil just gets. Okay, can we disconnect I, Neil? I am, <laughs> am going to side with Taylor though on the music for this show. I think you should give her an opportunity to. I to, am. To do the wow. I am. So. Wow. Okay. All right. I'll make sure she gives. Taylor. I'll make sure she sends you that twenty dollars so money order after the show's over with. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, your excuse. You're forgetting uh, I'm not on the phone with you. I'm right here. So I, can't I know. You, you can hit me. Don't hit me. Uh, so we spent, I, I don't know, We first segment was good, just kind of catching up. Thought second and third, spent a lot of time on the Bassmaster series. want to spend this last segment. Uh, FL, MLF and FLW, you know, uh, last fall the MLF acquired FLW. Did a lot of changes. I guess it was last spring or summer. Uh, a lot of changes. We talked about this change in the fall last year between the amongst the three of us. Uh, MLF is going to fish. I guess they fish three events. They got in three events. Uh, they are going to fish heavy hitters, which was going to be the top 30 with the most weight from each of the first four tournaments of the year. Of course, we lost the fourth tournament. So they're going to play heavy hitters as all of them. Like Kissimmee, you know, talk to some of these guys. They don't have any experience in Florida in the summer. No, you know, it's I do. Be, it's going to be different. Yeah. You do, Neil? Yes. I cast cup doesn't count, Neil. It's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it is brutal. I've been out there with Neil in the I cast cup. It is brutal fishing in Florida, at least in July. I'm sure June is not that much better. Water water temp may be 85 instead of 95. <laughs> we'll give it that. But it's it, still bathwater, though. It is, and in talking to some of the MLF guys, that that is a, that is one of their concerns. You know, I've, my their experience in Florida has been January, February, March at the latest. So the the, the only plus side I see to that event being in June is the fact that it's a catchway release. Format. Yeah, that's, that's the right. Only, that's the only plus side I see yep. to that event. So. Uh, then that, run, that's probably a time when that format is probably best suited. Honestly, yes. In a situation like that, because you don't fully and and I and I joked about fully understanding what fishing in Florida is like in the the heat of the summer. No, it's brutal. Loud. I've, I've done it like three times. <laughs> it's brutal. But but my but the point is when you don't realize how adverse that condition is until you stand on the front of the boat and you look down at the graph and it says 95 degrees. Yeah, that's right. For a water temp and. You know, it's it, it's brutal, and in the right and in the and in a in a tough situation, it, it's uh, that creates a really tough situation for the fish. Yeah, so. and you and you look down in the water and see a five pound mouth followed by a two pound body. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a disappointment. <laughs> so, <laughs> a real disappointment. Oh wow! Um, they do run up to Burlington, Vermont, Lake Champlain, get in some good brown. Fishing in July, that will be their season. They're five. They're going from eight to five. Um, and then they announced the 2021, they will not have a red crest in 20, like they did last year. It, they're going to move it to February. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Grand Lake in February. Is that going to be a really, really cold tournament? It's, yeah, probably. It, it, it just depends. It's kind of like, I mean, we all experience the same type of weather. It could be really nice, or it could be really, really bad, and we've seen it both ways, you know. So it's, um, I think that one's kind of up in the air. I, you know, it's not one that I'm excited about, but it, you know, it's, it's there. I'm just, 
I'm surprised that uh, they couldn't squeeze in all eight tournaments this year. Yeah, and just and just do five. And the reason that the reason I got was the TV commitment. You know, hmm. their their TV contracts and the way it airs, they just couldn't move those tournaments. And you know, that's coming from the anglers. I don't know, you know, I don't know what decision up top was going to be. Uh, but isn't Grand? Isn't that like a haul from Tulsa? Ninety miles. Ninety miles. Yeah. One way. Yeah. No. So which it's is, not a fun drive. No. So. What with Gunnerville is what about fifty? Yeah, Gunnerville was an hour and fifteen. Yeah, Grand, probably closer to sixty, sixty-five miles. Was it that far? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking miles. So just not, because of the back roads. Yeah. But, uh, at least with Grand, you've got interstate, but it's 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 a haul. Uh, I've done it. Uh, both staying in Tulsa and driving to the lake every day okay. and staying at the lake and driving into Tulsa every day. No matter how you slice it, it's it's not a fun ride. So. Okay. But it won't be difficult for the fish because they're going to throw them all back. Uh, that's right. Exactly. Thank you, Neil. Uh, okay, FLW. <laughs> I'm just, just pointing out the obvious. I, I thought it was, I I thought it was interesting. Well, yeah. and just from a tourism, I'll offer you a tourism standpoint. Okay. I thought it was interesting that, you know, with the classic announcement uh, this week, that classic was originally slated to go to Tulsa. Yes. And and some months back, because of some financial issues that the, the folks in Tulsa were experiencing, they had to withdraw their bid for that classic. Yeah. And... And by virtue of withdrawing that bid, then that's how obviously Fort Worth got involved, and and obviously you know was they were awarded the bid. But yeah. then all of a sudden, uh, Tulsa came into some money again, and they were able to put on and, and be a part of hosting the uh, the Red Crest in in February of the year. Thought that was uh, I remember when that announcement came out. I thought that was very interesting, but we'll we'll see how it plays out just from a tourism standpoint. You reckon, Neil, that that the, that the Red Crest is more expensive than the Classic, or less expensive for uh, for Tulsa? Well, I would tell you just uh, my my initial thought would be that it would be less expensive based on the fact that um, that you know the folks in Tulsa do have a passion for hosting fishing related events, as they've done with the Classic in the past. Also, though, I think the fact that the headquarters of MLF are in Tulsa. I think that probably offered some uh, some assistance to the to the community where they're not having to, to. There's the moving parts maybe are less yeah. than what they would be if they were having to take the whole show somewhere else. But then also, and I mean I'm just going to just call it for what it is. I think. MLF is really trying to make a splash with this Red Crest. That's why they moved it to the spring. They wanted an event to compete with the Classic, and so I think that, that a lot probably there was a lot of work uh, done behind the scenes to help make this affordable and pliable, and um, maybe served up to the folks in Tulsa on a, on a platter that they couldn't refuse. I agree with that. In lieu of rescheduling three events on the MLF side, they decided to combine, since they are owned by the same uh, owner's group or whatever, uh, we have super tournaments for Lake Chick, June 23rd, 
Uh, Mississippi River Lacrosse, July 29th. Detroit River, Trent Minnegan, August 11th. Guys, we are fishing 209 people. We have a list of 69 MLF pros who are going to go join uh, all the guys on the FLW tournament. And you're going to have 200. I mean, Casey, Justin Atkins, Zach Merge, Boyd Duckett. Anthony. Yeah. Randy. Gary Klein, Jordan Lee, Matt Lee, Justin Lucas. Skeet Reese. Dean Rojas, Jacob Wheeler. Ryan Thrift. They're all going to be fishing the same water. Um, <laughs> Chris, we got about three minutes. Take a couple. I don't like it. <laughs> why not? Uh, I, I know why. I know why not from my standpoint. Why do you want you like it? Well, from my standpoint, you're you're touting Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour as the top echelon of the sport. It is the best of the best. You know, our our crap don't stink, and this is where we're at. And yet, you're going to allow them to go fish what you have deemed the AAA, you know, tournament trail right. uh, of your organization. Uh, it'd be like LeBron going to play summer league or, you know, a, a major league baseball player, you know, being sent down to the minors or just, you know, say, Hey, you know, you can either, you know, just go play in the minors. But to me, it's, it, I don't like it. I mean, Chickamauga, 209 boats in the middle of June on Chickamauga. There will be zero social distancing on those, uh, <laughs> on those judges on Tennessee yeah. River. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, it won't be. It's, it's, it's going to be a, um, I'm just, I don't know. I, I hate it for the FLW guys. I hate it for, you know, the Brad Knights of the Worlds and, and, and those guys that have fished the FLW Tour for so long trying to, you know, let, you know, the guys that have won the Cups in the past and guys that are, that are staples in that, in that tour and now they get this thrown on them. Not that they can't handle it. I hope they kick every one of them's butt, but I just, you know, I just, I, I'm not a big fan of it personally. And Neil, you said earlier they're going to have to learn how to. And Chris was talking about yeah, balance beams some guys and scales. Yeah, going to have to. They're going to have to get on a thmarine.com and get those <laughs> new coal systems ordered and 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 get those live wells cleaned out and uh, and start using them again. I, I uh, that's that was one that was kind of one that I uh, kind of chuckled at when. Uh, when that when they announced that that format was guys that have uh, and it, here's the thing I'm not I'm not so much critical of the guys that aren't that 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 are fishing the format I'm I'm really critical of the guys that there were a faction of guys that went over to the Bass Pro Tour that sort of thumbed their nose up at everybody else yes. uh, for for using their live wells and all all of a sudden that catch way and release was was the only way to fish anymore and if you put fish in your live well then you you weren't a true conservationist. You weren't a true <laughs> angler, or whatever, and and which that's just, that's baloney. And yep. and and now just because there's some points in the check on the line, guys are all of a sudden able to revert back to oh I can do this. And and I just I I find a mild sense of humor, in um, in that whole unfolding. But you know I'm kind of with Chris on this. I think to you know, you're taking guys that have been loyal to FLW even through a lot of this. <laughs> They're just, you know, they, yeah. it's unfortunate for some. Well, that's it. Guys, I enjoyed it. We're going to do this again. Taylor, thanks for being here as always. Make time to get out there. Take the back road you can. Don't forget the camera. See you next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. <laughs>